Welcome back to my fourth episode of my podcast. Thank you for being here. I don't take it for granted that you're listening to my voice. It is still so surreal to me that I am speaking instead of writing my content. This is a new platform for me. So thank you for your grace. Thank you for showing up and constantly or consistently listening to um, what I have to say. I hope it resonates with you and helps you to live your life in a more authentic and integrity, integritous way. The other day, a friend of mine sent me a DM in my Facebook account and asked me this question, what's this healthy gig you're on? And this gal and I have been friends since I think we were freshmen in college at our undergrad days of Butler University. And we were both in the College of Education and had dreams of being teachers in the classroom. And we'd both been affected by a classroom teacher in our own lives. But we just wanted to spread that inspiration to the next generation. So we were totally, you know, friends because of goals, friends because of lifestyles, friends because of situational and circumstances of being in undergrad together. This gal, though, she provided a a safety for me during my college college years. Um, In fact, she was at my wedding when I got married at 20 years old. She's been there to celebrate every win, pray during my low times, encourage me when I was coming out of the low. And what's cool is that she still does this to this day. We don't talk every day or even every week or every month, but we're still there for each other. She's such an awesome friend that she knew something major was going on in my life nearly three years ago. And she messaged me to meet her for dinner one night. Sitting over our gourmet Chick-fil-A dinner, she was nothing less than what I'd always known her to be, safe, supportive, and intuitive. So when she reached out recently, I, I took notice quickly to her words, and she was genuinely curious and wanting to understand my seemingly dramatic shift from inner city middle school English teacher to a stay-at-home mom to a ministry or a women's ministry leader to homeschool mom, and now in the world of nutrition. Seems pretty disconnected, doesn't it? It seems like Each decision that's led me here is wonky, awkward, and just doesn't fit. Quite frankly, I do do believe her reaching out was in response to my prayer, asking God what the next topic for this podcast was. 100% this podcast is surrendered to His will and not mine. And in no way do I want it to feel like I'm forcing out content or am I making up stuff just to fill a void of, you know, 20 minutes of your life or on the airspace. I don't want an an episode every week just because... It's what's what's expected. It needs to come from him and God using my experiences to speak on this specific platform. So my response to her initial question was, well, that's a loaded question. So I went on and I just kind of started to describe to her what I do upon initial consultations with potential clients and whatnot. And, And she said, well, that's an interesting change from teaching. What made you decide to pursue this? As soon as I read her response, it hit me. My path is not disjointed. It is actually very connected. There is something that has stayed the same as a thread throughout all of my roles in my past. And that thing is my gift of teaching. I hate saying the word gift because it's actually where I experience flow. It's a word that's used that describes this experience where you lose track of time because you're so into what you're doing. Flow, though, has to be achieved when you're actively doing something. And that activity for me is the process that leads up to teaching and then being able to deliver a lesson to someone. Essentially, it's the act of learning and organizing what I've learned and then delivering that learning to someone else that can possibly use it. What I learn gets passed on to other people. So it's like I'm a funnel kind of thing. I love that. So my path is linked to the act of teaching. Each step in my path has been about trying to use my gifts in the next realm. In fact, I now see it. 
my path in five to 10 years from now will be different from today's current situation I'm in because I'm growth oriented. I've never wanted my life to look the same way every single year. And from my earliest memories, I I really do remember always dreaming of what's next and then figuring out what I needed to do now to get to that dream. I take this for granted on how it's always just been how I've moved through life. It's, It's as if that's how I'm wired and it's natural. Isn't that crazy? Like how the things that we take for granted that we just do naturally is what some people need you for. So going back to why I entered the realm of nutrition. Well, why I'm here spending money and time because we know our money and our time reflects what our priorities are. So I'm spending money and time to make myself better learned in this area of wellness. Are you ready for this? This is a long story. So are you ready for this? It was February of 2013 when my dad had a quintuple bypass. He was in surgery for so many hours while I was at the hospital with my mom, some family, and some family friends. I was also nursing my infant daughter at that time throughout the whole day, so we were just waiting in the waiting room. My aunt would continue to call my grandmother to update her on dad's progress and how he was doing, and honestly, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but it felt like a get-together, like a family get-together kind of situation. There was food laid out. There was people bringing um, baked goods. There were people bringing food. There were people, you know, just coming in and out and just kind of checking. And I wasn't scared because in my mind, bypass is such a common and routine surgery. So sure, my dad will be fine. Okay, please (laughs) follow me here. I went back with my mom after dad came out of surgery, and I'm not sure if my brother was there or not, but seeing my dad on a ventilator again should have shocked me that a machine was breathing for him and and keeping him going. It should have shocked me, but it didn't. Instead, I was like, oh, cool, he's doing just fine, and this is on par for the course. When we were alerted that he woke up and was able to have, and everything, you know, he was responding properly and he was breathing on his own, they took him off the ventilator and I praised God and just felt, okay, good. Again, there is nothing to worry about. Everything went as planned and as routine as it could have gone. And I praised God in a, not in a, in the right manner. I praised God that what I expected happened, that what I thought was routine happened. Now God's whole, God's sovereign and he has his own, you know, plans and all of that stuff. And it just so happens that his plans lined up with what my outcome expected. Okay. I'm not trying to say that, you know, this is anything proper. I'm telling you my heart was not right. I'm telling you that I praised God for the wrong reasons. I'm telling you that I was looking at a major heart surgery as common and routine and nothing to worry about. I had the belief system that because it's common, that it's okay or it's normal. And just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal or okay. You know, everything went as planned and in my mind and as routine in my mind as as it could have gone. What world do we or I live in that this is routine, normal, that I was approaching 300 pounds for the third time. I'd been gestationally diabetic with my first child, but not the second. My dad was diagnosed diabetic in his 30s and had his first heart attack at 42. Yes, I said his first. I'm 36 right now. As At this, this time of recording, I'm 36 years old. Blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medicine, insulin, hospital stays that have insanely large bills. It doesn't matter if you have insurance or not, you're going to have insanely large bills. Major surgeries where my life is kept alive by a machine, depression, missing out on life's adventures. All of this was on the horizon for me if I kept on the same path. Can you relate? 
I bet you know someone you love that has dealt with these issues. And that someone is likely you if you're an American listening to this episode. Soon after my dad's surgery, though, a mind shift started. And so this is a long time for a mind shift to actually take place. And a mind shift doesn't mean like, boom, we're like 180 degrees changing. No, a mind shift is kind of like on that. I don't know if you've seen it on um, some uh, musicals or some plays and stuff where there's a center part of the stage that kind of turns on its own slowly. Or maybe you've been to a, you know, something that you know what I'm talking about. There's a circle part of the stage and it just kind of randomly starts turning slowly and methodically. Though sometimes it does stop, it does stay on the same trajectory or the same path. So that's when that small movement of a mind shift started in my mind. Do I just have to accept what life is going to look like? Yeah, I may be predisposed to cardiovascular issues and diabetes and all of these things, but do I have to accept that? Can I push that off somehow? Simply asking those questions was the start of the mind shift. It took me about three years to get to a place where I was fully ready to embrace the fact that I could take control of my future health. Within that three years, I'd lost 45 pounds and I'd had a miscarriage, more infertility treatments, more gestational diabetes, and another weight gain back of over 300 pounds while I nursed that last baby for two years. Enough was enough. And I didn't know what to do next. Kind of like that decision paralyzation. I don't even know if that's a word, but that decision paralyzation that there was so much out there. There are shakes, there are workout programs, there's the keto bandwagon, the vegan bandwagon, the Weight Watchers, the bariatric surgeries, the meal plans, the meal templates, Whole30, Paleo, and so many more options with so much conflicting information. I needed help. And it's kind of crazy how God will put in your life people. He uses his people to help his people. I just said that God uses his people to help his people. And it's crazy how pivotal my OBGYN has been in my life. He's truly directed and guided me well in life and wellness. He's been there for me in the bad. And I mean, really bad stuff that I'm not sure I'm ready to air yet on this podcast. He's been there with me in a lot of loss, grief. He's held my hand while I fell asleep under his knife where he had to perform a DNC, a DNC for a baby that he and I watched over weeks of thriving and excitement and joy together, who ended up slowly losing its heart rate until it was eventually at zero. I walked into his office two years postpartum on my last baby, and he invited me to go to CrossFit with him. Now, mind you, at the time I was living in Indianapolis on the south side, and I would have to drive from the south side to the north side where he attended his gym. That would have been at least a 30 minute drive. And he wanted me to meet him at 5 a.m. And I'm just, I looked at him and I, and I'm just like, uh, no, not because of the workout, not because of that, but because of that commitment of the 30 minute drive. And I'm a mom of a baby who doesn't sleep and all this. I just shook my head and laughed and said, okay, well, well, maybe I'll look for something closer to me and more convenient. Two days later, I went to my endocrinologist appointment. He asked if I'd started running again or exercising because he knows that I love to I love to be active. I love to move. And well, my answer was obviously no. So he recommended I try CrossFit. Now, both of these men in my life are believers. And I knew the coincidence of these two men that I trust with my health were pushing me towards CrossFit. Two more days later, I was walking into church and a friend who was a CrossFit instructor pulled up and hollered out of her window. Hey, come with me next Friday for a free class. And I right there in that moment said, okay, fine, I'll be there. She had no idea what had transpired that week prior prepping me for that yes to her invitation. 
So I went to that gym. I showed up that next Friday to that gym. It was a noon appointment. I had, you know, I was able to get there where there were no excuses, no nothing. So I just did it. As a person who loves to be active, I was still scared out of my mind to enter that gym and all the unknowns. I got there early and stretched myself out because I know, you know, of course I'm going to Google. We all know that CrossFit looks scary. We all know all these like stereotypes of what CrossFit is and I stretched myself out and I'm like, okay, just Danielle, surrender, 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 surrender. And when I got done and all the people started coming in for that noon class and I, I met some of the most encouraging people. Everyone was at different levels than each other, even that have been there for years. And that was accepted. That was totally cool. All right. So like, I just felt like, okay, I can do this until the warmups. And I thought that was the workout, <laughs> the warmups. She about killed me in the warmups. I literally thought that was a workout. It wasn't. That was just a warm up. Anyway, I left that gym hopeful and excited and energetic again, but something was still missing. The workouts I can do and I've always been able to do and like enjoy and thrive, but it was the food. It's always been the food. So I scheduled an appointment with the gym's nutrition coach and had an in-depth intake and discussion. It was very individualized, very one-on-one. I talked about, you know, what the coach had said about my nutrition and all that stuff. I talked about that with my husband that night and we made it work in our budget. When I signed the bottom line, I signed away control of anything that had to do with my nutrition. I'd allow myself to be told what to do, how to do it, and I'd follow the directions. I'd speak up when I needed help. I asked for daily accountability. Daily. I would screenshot my food logs and email them in to the coaches every day single night before my head hit the pillow. They'd give me feedback daily as well. And sometimes the feedback was hard. Sometimes it was positive. But every choice I made under the guidance and help of them was my choice of surrender, was my obedience to that idea of surrender for me. In essence, I let go of my problems into a safe, educated, well-backed nutrition coach. And I found freedom from the bondage of food. You know, the coach asked me, what I wanted or what I wanted. And he helped me get the goal I set before myself. I was climbing, no running stairs. And I no longer felt ashamed after I finished climbing them. You know, stairs are quite the humbler, aren't they? I remember a time I used to avoid climbing stairs and people around, you know, with with people around because I'd be so out of breath at the top of them. I also remember the time I realized, hey, Danielle, you're climbing going downstairs as if you were never out of shape. You know, I found a zeal for life. I found a flourishing emerging within me that I was no, that no longer held me back. I was no longer held back by my health issues or my physical size. And you know what's cool? I could fit in an airplane seat without an extender, without a seatbelt extender. I could ride all the roller coaster rides at Legoland. I could live an active part of life and not sit on the sidelines of life. And that is my why. That's why I'm doing this because I don't want obesity or obesity related diseases to prevent myself or anyone else in my realm from living their life abundantly. The buck stops here. Food addiction, unhealthy habits around food and wellness and health statistics, they don't get me. They don't get my family and I'll fight for whomever else wants to be free of the bondage of food. Going back to that question that originally started this. So what's this healthy gig you're on, Danielle? What's this healthy gig I've got going on? It's dreaming big. It's using my gift of teaching. It's remembering where my life could end up. It's helping people to make better choices that will free them from the restraints of excess adipose on their body. Or they can climb stairs, ride bikes, chase their kids or grandkids, sit in an airplane seat without using that belt extender. Or 
having extra body mass leaning into someone else's area. It's hiking, boating, fishing, playing games, sports, laughing, belly laughs freely. It's waking up in the morning and feeling refreshed and not in pain. This healthy living gig is pretty dang powerful. Now let's talk about you. What does your seemingly disjointed path tell you? Do you just ignore the thread in your life or do you use it to empower others to be better and to grow? You see that thread is likely your gift and a gift is meant to be given, not kept. But I'm also convinced that if we are not holistically well, we don't have the energy, the power or the sustainment to give it well. So go Go and live your life abundantly by sharing your gift because you are well, because you are full, because you are able to, and because you can. If you would like to learn more about who I am, what I do, and how I do it, please go check out my website at cryinginmycheesecake.com. Hope to see you soon. subscribe or download and rate me at five stars. Thank you so much.